Here. Here. What up? What's good? Be chill with decent amount this this weekend. I know, which uh, probably means this pocket episode is gonna suck. But yeah. I think here. we got some good fuel though. We just uh, we just fought our demons, so we're ready to uh, ready to have a good episode. <laughs> facts um i guess let's start with from aside from me seeing you how's your week been my week has been good um this weekend the long weekend was probably the most relaxing weekend i i've had in like the longest time right um, was very productive but just like was up in westchester for most of it very chill um yeah this week was just a lot of like scrambling to get class set up, but mm -hmm. now everything seems in place. So I'm feeling good about that. A bunch of lectures planned, but uh, yeah, so good week. Feeling feeling uh, excited about the the coming month. How about you? Doing well. Um, one, I want to clear the air on something. Seriously, the other night. The other night. At Korean barbecue, mm -hmm. I genuinely did get stuck on the train. But what happened was that I also got on the wrong train. Hey, you told me you went the wrong way. I went the wrong way and I got stuck. So when I got unstuck, I pull up to Canal Street and I'm like, what the fuck? I know, I know. And that goes <laughs> back to your point last week when you're 100% sure of something. It's when you should be the most like take a step back and be like, am I really sure? About bro, this like I, I think back to that moment, what happened was I got off the L train and I'm like, okay, Marco and JK probably are going to wait, but I don't want to make them wait. Um, just be, because already JK pushed back dinner OD. I mean, I actually don't know who did, but you said like he pushed back dinner OD. No one wants to eat at 1030 at night. Let me just get there mad fast. So, I get off the L train and like the staircase goes up into the yellow line. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to take the N train to 34th street or something like that. And so I see the like N train pulling up on the other platform. So I didn't even think like, I know, what I train know. do I have to take? I just saw it. It triggered some like incognito like to run and go below the, and it's like, it's funny that we were talking about that this week. Like, we can read these books and become aware that's how it works. And still, the second you're not reading the book anymore, you're not in the driver's seat. Exactly. You completely, like, back into not realizing the water around us. And uh, uh, I was, I, I didn't want to admit to it while it was happening because I'm, like, embarrassed. It's fine. No, it was fine. It's fine. I'm, like, damn, I've, I grew up here. Um, We've all had, like, I've gotten the M train once instead of the F, and I ended up going over the bridge. I was, like, late for work. Elena said she took the wrong Amtrak once from Rhode Island and ended up the next stop was Jersey. I was like, <laughs> it was like an hour and a half, like an hour and a half detour. So you're chilling. We uh, we had a, a good dinner and uh, yeah. yeah, it all worked out. Yeah, that sodium though, crazy. Oh, wow. That like, the only thing that's like comparable is like ramen and that this was like beyond that. Yeah. We got Korean barbecue for those wondering. Um. Yeah. So week was good. Uh, we we saw Harry Styles on Tuesday, Wednesday, one of those nights. I think we. I don't remember one of those nights. Thursday. Uh, Thursday, Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah. We saw Harry Styles on Thursday live at Madison Square Garden. It was a good show. He is, you know, every bit the pop star that he, you know, is sort of given the status of. But the craziest thing. Yeah. were his fans like i've never been to a show with someone who's such a like a teenage girl heartthrob but i was i was smiling like the entire concert and just like holy shit because you could like i'd say probably like 15 percent of the concert you couldn't hear the song at all yeah just 30 percent of the concert screaming yeah 30 30 percent of the concert was like hard to hear because people screaming and the rest was like still screaming but yeah. like and we had good seats like we had yeah. good seats um the sound in msg is never great to be honest at least the handful of times i've been there but this was the best i've experienced at msg so it was pretty good um i just don't think it's built i mean 
one, it's like a chamber, right? And I just don't think they have the speakers built for concerts. Like it's great for sporting events and like whatever, yeah. but like high quality like speakers surround sound, it's just not up to par. I mean it's obviously a good show, it's loud. Yeah. Um yeah, just blown it. Like there was a, a a few teenage girls sitting behind us a few rows, and I mean he would just say hello to the crowd and they'd be like, Oh my god, he's so cool. And like he is cool. He's the man, but it was just so hilarious. Like I loved he, I love too. You could tell some people that was like I mean he, he sold out two weeks worth of shows, right? 14 shares, whatever yeah. it was. You could tell like he gets wheeled out into like the stage onto the stage. Like half the crowd already knows he's in the box. And then like they knew when he was coming on, they knew when he was like his last show. And they knew like when there was like everything was like people had been there, done that, and knew he was gonna Yeah. It was wild and a good experience. Um, yeah, it was fun. And it, it blows my mind that the tickets that we had were so inexpensive. Um, yeah, I mean, your sister's friend. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we did. And um, what else? Yeah, Korean barbecue, work's been chill. Um, on i guess i'll just jump into it on what's it called on today's what day today is sunday so f today's monday so friday night i stayed in had a pretty good um just like brainstorming session uh meditated was journaling writing all that kind of stuff so i was just kind of thinking about sort of where i'm at in life right now and then what is an appropriate way to sort of try to answer the question like how do i want to be spending my time what is an appropriate way to spend time what is like a, a, a beneficial long-term sort of attitude to have because like if you boil down all the shit we read that is in the realm of like life wisdom life advice here's how things work it seems like one recurring thing is like play long-term think long-term right if you boil it down like one of the foundational principles that all the people were into whether it's naval charlie munger tim josh fucking hormozy now like they're all saying like execute for the long term right sure so i'm thinking like okay what's a good thing to do so you and i are both software engineers you're a few years ahead of me in the career but there is at least for the foreseeable future like if you maintain a certain work ethic and sort of learning ethic it's a it's a fairly stable job um meaning at least as far as i can tell and i want you to weigh on this but like for the foreseeable future demand is like stable or going up for pete for engineers who know what they're doing sure. um and you know the pay is good enough so that you're not like you could make rent, you know, which is a very like fortunate position to be in. And so I was just thinking like, I work hard in this like job. I've gotten to this place where I'm working at Gemini. Like I have a, a, an apartment that I enjoy what to do. And you know, the thing that I've been wanting to do for so long has been music. Right. And it was like for a long time I could, not put it on the back burner per se but the idea was my like my idea was before that my idea was yeah exactly i want to the way i want to write is like in a environment that i can be sort of unobstructed i can be creative in an unobstructed way where i'm not pressured like okay i have to go you know make ends meet and sort of stress out about that and you know People have different ideas, like opinions about that idea, whether it's good or not. I think this sort of general narrative is like you have to be do or die, like no plan B, blah blah blah. And I just think that's not. There's multiple ways to exactly. I don't think that. that maps. I don't think that maps to reality very well. And like, it's funny because in Anti Fragile, Nassim's book, he he has a whole section talking about like the history of artists who have had an anti fragile approach, meaning they had a day job that capped their downside uh so that they can 
and this brings me to the to one of the insights like basically barring extreme things um meaning like if for some reason the company i work at goes completely under and there's no more engineering jobs right or i get into an accident or blah 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 right like we go to war something like big that is kind of like beyond just the status quo the down might yeah like a black swan like my downside is fairly well capped like in terms of like life circumstances blah 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 and I'm just thinking like, okay, now you just have this time, right? Like I have time, time is a resource. You can use it um, in productive ways. And it's like, what do I want to do? So now I'm like, okay, fine. Now is the time to actually like start making music. And it's interesting how when mentally something moves from like back burner or just like, I'm not there yet to being like, okay, now is the time. Sure that's when all those things start coming up that like Stephen Pressfield writes about in the war of art, like, Oh, am I actually good enough? Oh, I don't want to do this right now. Like all the resistance and shit. And so this weekend has been a lot of like, and really the last week, like recognizing those things in myself and like trying to acknowledge like, what is the actual, like, if this is, like what is what is the intelligent way or what do i think is the right way to move forward and, and the conclusion i'm coming to is like look anyone who has this creative endeavor probably feels a ton of doubt and the the thing to do is not to like convince yourself any which way like oh i'm definitely gonna make it or i'm definitely not gonna make it it's just like what are the actions that increase the probability of making it and making it meaning like that could be something different i think a good milestone is like you know kevin yeah. kelly kevin kelly thousand true fans like yeah like a good milestone is like in terms of controllable actions like write a trillion songs and put out an album right like and so Hormozzi also had a quote, and I think, you know, um, everyone's saying the same shit. It's just like, don't even worry about, like, the outcomes. Obviously, act in a way where you're maximizing the probability of a positive outcome. Sure. But, but understand... Wraps in and... and understand that, like, the worst downside, like, you have to be okay with emotional downside. Like, you have to be okay with disappointment. Like, oh, fuck, maybe I didn't do as well as I could have. But understand the worst downside which is like i'm broke and i fucking like i've wasted time and like i'm at a place where i don't have you know i can't meet my basic needs that more or less is like not gonna happen at least from this endeavor right so i'm thinking like life now is like with all the extra time make sure, bets. there's abundance now and like, yeah make that time exactly make bets like do things you don't know if it's going to work out or not what are the what are the actions that are going to like make you really good at this exactly. um and maximize the probability that something good does happen um take that and it's also like like ed sheeran i think i've sent this this uh this clip to you or i've talked about it ed sheeran is giving a talk to some group yeah, of musicians yeah and he says like it really just boils down to he said like do you have any advice for aspiring musicians and he says, like, that whole 10,000 hours thing, it's, like, 100% the case. Like, I've written tens of thousands of songs, and sure. the first 90% of them sucked ass. Like, they were sure. all really bad songs. But if you just keep doing it, you keep doing it, every once in a while, like, you're going to get all the bad it, songs out of you, and then the good stuff's going to start to come out. And he, he gives the example of, like, you know a faucet like certain places if you run the faucet you have to run it for a while so that the dirty shit comes out and that sure. it's clean water it's like that you just 100%. write songs get the shit out of you and then every once in a while you turn the faucet back on there's a buildup of shit just get it out of you now you know it's out of you you keep going the good stuff will come out i i feel like we a big part of where this like mindset comes from is like in school right where you like study all year right for a class right and you take these quizzes everything right in the last class you like take this final and it's like okay 
do you know do you know or not know your shit right yeah but most of life is kind of more like carol's class right where it's like incrementally you have like low stakes shots at like trying things out and you like learn to iterate from there and humans are like any any great achievement for the most part that humans have had or has been an iterative approach right we yeah. start like a car that crashes like crazy can't really handle well everyone's like oh this piece of shit five years later it's like oh you can steer now there's like everything is just this like iterative approach and humans are great at like solving these micro problems that eventually lead to you know great solutions and right you know, then we have this big jump and we find something else but i i feel like so much there's just toxic mindset that like we have to get one go at it and it has to be perfect from go one and it's like right. no, we just put out the best version and then like just have a good feedback loop good quick feedback loop which i think coding is a great example and like if you just rapidly iterate like your odds of success are, are extremely high or like much higher they're higher yeah yeah so that's just been on my mind like have you have you had trouble like more about like sitting down doing it is it just like doubts about that or i mean that yes but i've pushed through it like last night i was like reading war of art and i'm like okay let me just like try something so i think yeah so i just turned on i turned on my amp and i have a loop pedal which you you may know i have or not and then i just like came up with a chord progression and like recorded it on a loop and then just like let it play for like an hour and i was just like trying out different ideas and then i came up with something that i like sure. you know so i think it's like yeah breaking out of that I don't know. I'm the kind of person where it's easy to convince myself that I need to know everything I'm going to do before I do it and recognizing that just it's it's more intelligent to maximize positive like like Nassim will talk about like you want to sort of be able to uh what's the word capitalize on positive black swans without like having the risk of negative black swans. Basically like if I look at my sort of history as like, you know, a bedroom musician, meaning like I write songs in my room, right? Or like in my garage with a band. Um, the things, one, I've had countless moments where I'm like, yeah, this is what my thing is. Like, this is what I'm like, I want to do with my life. And two, all the things that I've come up with that, I become excited about like I want to go play this I want to go share this with the world they never came from any plan it's just that I was playing and they came from somewhere sure. else sure. which is what all artists say and, and like not even just artists anyone who is doing something creative or uh yeah something creative like coding I think is the same thing you probably have experiences where like you were just doing it and then you found a way to do it or you sure. you came up with something cool I think most most big moments in life that I look back on that I was like, oh, I'm like proud of like did that or like things worked out really well for the most part is like when you're just thrown completely in the deep end and you just figure the fuck out. And like yeah. sometimes you don't or it takes longer than you thought. But like I just feel like your growth curve like goes exponential and you just like as long as you're like committed to figuring it out, it usually works mm -hmm. out pretty well. Um yeah. even though it could be very stressful or there was this good TED talk about songwriting where I think okay so pull it back i i found a something that has been helpful for me which is still procrastination but it's been helpful for me is like i don't know with some free time maybe if i'm fucking off and i'm not like recording music when i should be put on a ted talk or put on something about songwriting about something so it's like i'm still downloading something useful right which is still like the best thing is just to sit down and do it. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes sure. you're just like fucking up. Okay, maybe instead of watching like an MMA interview, I'm going to watch like someone talking about songwriting, right? So yesterday there was this, I know you're, you're, you're itching to say something. Let me just say this. Yesterday I watched this TED Talk where this guy was basically like songwriting is not hard and I'm going to prove it to you. Let's say you listen to two songs. Do you have an idea about like which song you like more? The whole crowd was like, yeah, okay. So you have an instinct about songwriting because you have an instinct about taste. So what you do when you're writing songs, you make a choice, you make a decision, and then you make a different decision. Which one do you like more? You go with that. That's an iterative process, like you're saying. Sure. Just keep like, oh, I don't really like that that much. Okay, that's information, right? So you just leverage that. So I was, 
that's also a thing like it's much better to just throw something at the fucking wall and then right. react to it than it is like to plan like oh is this gonna you know right. just like, to figure out grand plan exactly just go along with it. Mm -hmm. have you heard ryan holiday's like process to his creative process i guess you want to call it is he it just, the, is it the thing that he tweeted recently like stay healthy be disciplined no 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 he okay. just like every morning he allocates like it might be longer but let's say two hours to writing uh-huh no phones nothing and he just to sit there and he doesn't have to write or anything yeah he can't do anything he right. can write or do nothing yeah that's anything else not, someone else i think does neil gaiman yeah neil gaiman yeah, yeah. and like i imagine that would be effective um yeah i just imagine that's a very productive way of doing things and i just feel like once the ball is rolling everything is, is much easier yeah, yeah, I I've really liked that approach. Um, my approach towards like getting stuff done that I'm like either like procrastinating or like I need to know to get it done is just like one. If I'm like doubt, feel doubt or whatever, I'm just like other people have done this before, right? So it's not like it's it may be hard or whatever, but like it's doable, right? And then two is just like two is just like trying to just shut my brain off. Like just start on this and just like try. And some days, you know, you can't push through. But for the most part, if you just like, I'm gonna shut my brain off. That's telling me this, that, and the other, and just like go. Usually, I'm able to make at least some progress. Um, and then I find that I can build on that in the future. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's elite, and uh, I don't know. I think it's like one of the things about you just have to coax yourself out of thinking you need to like figure it out in your brain and you just need to like see what happens. Sure. Um, it's just, yeah. I don't know. But you just have to like get as old as, as old as time. Like, right. And it's just, I don't know. I like, I, I told I, I texted, I was like, Oh, Arnold is just a beast. I was watching this like interview that he was doing and just like, mm -hmm. Just a beast mindset towards things where it's just like you need to you want to get shit done like you have these goals you want to do and like you either want to do them or you don't and if you want to right. do them you just have to put the work in and everything else is like yeah. secondary to that like and i don't know i'm just a big believer in that of just like mm -hmm. you know and i sent you this tweet the other day it's like you know what you need to do and you just need to everything else that's like on the periphery is bullshit for the most part like right do the work that you know you need to do and just get it done even though it's a pain in the ass it's daunting it's scary like i don't know and that's like i don't know you just gotta put the work in and not lie to yourself i agree yeah. easier said than done. <laughs> I agree. yeah but yeah. it's good to to have a simple like a, a mindset of that is simple like that like i remember a long time ago um Laird Hamilton said something in an interview. He said, like, we complicate what we don't understand. Something like that. Sure. Um, and it was, yeah, it just makes me think about this. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, it's it's been helpful for me, again, to say, like, the best stuff I've come up with as a musician or when I was coding, like, or when I'm writing, like, it's not when I was planning to do the activity. It's when I was actually doing the activity. Sure. And something just happens. Like, you're in the sure. zone. And I think about, like, Part of the reason I'm bummed out is because the last two years, I've probably played the least guitar since I started playing. And it's like, okay, look, you haven't come up with something original in a long time. Doesn't mean you're a piece of shit. It's like, you just haven't been playing as much because you've been sort of focusing on a different goal. So instead of like trying to like, oh, I don't have it anymore. It's like, no, just start fucking playing again. Like exactly, you, I used exactly. to, like when you in fishbowl, like how many hours a day yeah, did I play? guitar play? Every day. I was in the garage right. three hours. Like, sure. like, yeah, that's when the great shit came out. And then something would come up and I would take it to the band and it would like come and a song would flow effortlessly. Sure. So sure. it's just that like, and, and also something is like, like you have to be able to be okay with not knowing when something's going to come to fruition. Like, sure. You, it's it's just, you important to set like positive constraints. Like, okay, six months from now, I'm putting out a project, whatever, right? That's really, really important as well. But there is like, I remember in, uh, 
one of Tim's books, one of either Tools of Titans, Tribe of Mentors, he's talking to, I believe, Susan Kane, who wrote Quiet, I think is the book. Um, and he's talking to her. She used to be like a corporate lawyer working on Wall Street. And like one day she just like, her boss basically told her that this round of promotions she's not up for, um, but keep working hard at it, blah, blah. And she's like, I just had like a moment where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And and she like had saved up a bunch of money. So she quit her job and then took like a side gig doing like consulting or something so she could still make money, still keep the lights on. Um, but her goal was like, I just want to put out, and she's like in her thirties and her goal is I just want to put out one good piece of writing before I die. Like before she, I think she said like before I'm in my eighties. Sure. And for her, she says like that mindset was much better than like, I need to do it by next week or whatever, like by six months from now or else I'm sure. like, just giving her like really relieving the, releasing the pain, but like yeah. having a goal. Um, yeah. And do you remember that part in uh, Feynman's book, Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, where basically he had it done with the war, he comes back and he's working at Cornell and he's like sort of with the free time, which he never had when he was working on the Manhattan Project, realizing like, I haven't done physics for fun sure, in so long. And like, you know, I've built up this reputation through my work of, you know, people think I'm this amazing genius, blah, blah, blah. But like, I actually just haven't produced anything worthwhile. So he said, I came up with this idea. I don't care if anything I do ever results in any sort of importance. I just want to have fun with physics the way I have always. And then he's like, one day, he's like, one day I was sitting in the cafeteria and I saw some like kid throw up like he threw a plate into the air and then I noticed it's wobbling as it's coming down. And he's like, let's see if I can work out from a fundamental physics perspective, like what the atoms are doing when something is wobbling. And he's like, sure. I had this sort of insight and I took it to my, you know, colleague and the colleague was like, this is amazing, but what is the practical use of this? And he says, there isn't any, I just did it for fun. And he said, as I continued working on that project, that, initial insight into like the plate right, spinning so, yeah. led to the work that eventually i won the nobel prize for right, right. and i read that I, over and over and i'm just like i'm not i saying, was telling you that the other day i was like i just feel like at in the near future i just need to like void myself of any like real responsibilities and just like i don't know just naturally will like want to work on something that's like fun or interesting yeah. and like i assume that will lead to something good yeah. even if there's no like clear sight and i think yeah it's exactly i think the teaching thing for you is like one like gonna be fulfilling and rewarding but in terms of time like it's a big time commitment it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. yeah so i think after that's done you're gonna have a like a real like more uh rigorous approach to like what am i actually like saying yes to what am i spending my time doing 100 i and don't just, i hope you don't move to costa rica but if you just no, like, i don't think work uh, it's at more Etsy, just like but this... then like have one goal kind of like at a time like all my time that i'm not working at etsy and it's like you know i'm not seeing friends girlfriend or whatever what is that time being used towards i think people like you and me it's like okay like I want to spend X amount of time reading. I want to spend X amount of time like working on small projects, but I really like Tim's approach where it's like two week experiments and six month goals, you know? So like sure. maybe you choose a project for like six months and it's not like I'm going to sort of become this successful entrepreneur. It's like, no, I just want to do something for six months and like see where it goes. I even find like now working on this uh, project with David, it's just like, the context switching so much of all these different things is definitely right. taxing and i just am like i know if i was just committed to this like it would work so like so mm -hmm. much quicker so yeah i don't know i think it's definitely a learning experience and like taking many lessons away from it but yeah i definitely think having time if you are like naturally curious or want to like do interesting things like just giving yourself the time to breathe like the time will naturally get filled with interesting things and saying no to yeah like not ideal uh, opportunities i had yeah. something else that i want to say quickly to yeah, about before about like the we're uh, no 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 time constraints yeah, yeah. the creative front was 
the Hemingway approach to creating, like how he would approach mm. writing, like he would end his writing session in the middle of something. He was like hyped, about it. and I was like, yeah. no, that's actually fine. Like, like in the short term, it's capped because you're like, damn, I can, I'm about to like finesse this. But like day to day, like if you're always hype and like starting hitting the ground running, like I don't know, that's I've been just a fire idea, but I agree. Both, like risky to try, but yeah, I really like it. I think I actually, it'd be worth trying for like two weeks and then seeing like, okay, does this work well or no? And then like calling it a job. Yeah. I actually I actually did that last night where I was like recording this loop and I came up with a melody I like to sing and I was like, damn, this like I like it. Let me stop now. Cause now I'm like, damn, like after this call, after this podcast, I just want to get into like recording yeah, music again and see like see like what comes out. Cause it was like pretty hype. Um yeah i'm just i mean definitely there's a bit of like mania because sometimes i'll be like very hype and then other times i'll be like damn i have no business doing this i fucking suck sure. but i think it yeah, is reassuring exactly it's reassuring that like many if not all artists not even artists just like you know people who create shit um I don't know. It's just crazy to hear Elon said, like, when I started Tesla, I thought the odds of success were like the probability of success was less than 10%. But it was something worth doing to see if it was right or wrong. It's like, okay, that's like, if Elon is saying that, like, you just shouldn't be like worrying about, like, okay, what's the worst case that's going to happen? Like, let's say I embark on music six months down the line, I create something and like it just sucks ass, right? One, it's easy to be like, well, one, you could be like, I suck, but it's like, okay, I still have a job. My rent is still paid, blah, blah, blah. But also it's like, I mean, six months isn't that much. I could go for two years. Let's reevaluate it two years sure. because the downside is capped and like you still have like other projects you're working on. Like I was sure. listening, I was listening to a podcast with Henry Rollins. Do you know who he is? Henry Rollins was the singer of a punk, like hardcore band called black flag which is like very influential and he has sort of become this like well he always has been this like hyper disciplined jocko kind of character and he talks about like i mean he i'll send you the podcast because it's just it's a treasure trove of like mindset and like work ethic sort of philosophy but he's like when i was a musician i was convinced that i wasn't good enough and the band was never going to amount to anything so i had plans b through e lined up where like i started a publishing company i like started doing speaking gigs i did a little acting you know and um he's like i didn't even think about like he's like i was resigned to a life of hardship not eating good food and sleeping in shitty situations and that was like it wasn't like oh if i don't make it like i wasn't gonna make it and dave Grohl says the same thing he's like i never thought I, I was going to amount to anything. I just loved doing it. And sure. and I think like, you know, when you're a teenager, like when these guys were, when they started doing this stuff, like you can take that attitude. I think the, the attitude that works for me and I think you align with is like, is my downside capped? Okay. Now I don't have to worry about this becoming anything because I'm not like going to be a loser or like broke or destitute if it doesn't work out. I think that's like a great approach. We'll sure, see. Sure. We'll see. But no, I agree. I think I think always capping downside and like I don't know. There are times right where having extreme downside like motivates it should be. But yeah, I think for the most part, like having a good game plan, downside cap, I don't know, just works out extremely well. Um, I agree. I <clears throat> I don't know if this was in the art of war or not. Sorry, war of art. Whatever. War of art. Um, I don't know if this is from that or another book, but it was just like you're often what often you're most afraid of is finding out that you're not good, right? Like, like that is the biggest. That's a way of the superior man. There's a few. I mean, I'm sure it's been said a bunch. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just a fact. Like that's oftentimes we're like, oh, I don't like procrastinate this that, and it's like we just don't want to look ourselves in the face and be like, okay, like I'm not good at this or I'm good at this or yeah. I mean, even things we suck at, like, likely can iterate on. Yeah, yeah, I I think back to, like, 
do you remember in uh fooled by randomness i not seem writes about like you can only measure the success of a life when a life is finished something like that and i just think like when like let's say in a creative endeavor you do like i don't know you create something you're like damn i suck why like why or at what point would it be rational to decide like i'm fundamentally not good at this versus like i just need to put in more effort you know because with like music like i think back to like acquiring the skill of guitar which like i just wanted to do there was never any like sure it's just what i wanted to do you know and i got decent at it over the years because i just kept doing it but i wasn't like gifted or better than the average student at learning i just wanted to do it so much and like ended up putting in a lot of time where it makes me think like i don't know the worst time to quit something that you want to do is in the beginning because you're gonna suck like it's predictable sure. you're it's gonna suck gonna happen, yeah. and that's something that helped me with coding that you told me like the initial learning curve is steep like you're gonna feel like you don't know what the fuck's going on but then it's gonna click and you're gonna be like okay i sure. get it figure it out exactly and it's one of those things there's so many things we do that you like you don't need to be the point zero zero one percent of something to be like competent at it, right? And like, like if you're a like open heart surgeon, sure, you probably have to have you know mm -hmm. be extremely extremely gifted or like extremely talented at what you're doing. But like for most things that we're gonna do, if you're just in a decent percentile, like a high percentile, you're fine. And then you can work to get even higher. But certain right. things like if you're a ballerina or whatever, you got to be like top. 100 in the world mm -hmm. it's a different ball game but if it's like i don't know i would say music to an extent no. isn't as tight but like mm -hmm. as long as you're like pretty solid or like solid on a few different fronts like some people aren't great singers but they're like great performers then they like you know have that career so i don't know yeah i i, I find that toxic that most things you don't need to be yeah extremely exceptional um, music to be popular you don't have to be remotely exceptional at and least in terms it on on certain on certain dimensions. dimensions well i can exp i mean maybe that's for another podcast but i know i've explained this to you like tons of time like music is not like other art forms where like like i think maybe some like maybe some film movie person will think my opinion is crazy but i think it's generally thought of that more or less the best filmmakers are the ones who are sort of renowned as the best filmmakers like in the art form itself music is not like that um a big part of music is sort of what people like sure. and music has been around as a like art form i mean for a really long time but in the sort of current tradition since the late 1500s 1600 like early 1600s and many things that are popular right now are not innovative on any single dimension of music like sure. you take the top like harry styles i love his album nothing about it is is new i mean but, but like things that he's doing were done 600 like 500 years ago sure. 400 years ago and sure. that's just how it is in music because our taste as like a popular audience what is groundbreaking is not even remotely palatable sure it's like but and, and when you think about fine dining i think you take like a chef like i don't know grant ackett's or anyone who's like in chef's Elite. table yeah. like they're considered the best and maybe they are maybe they aren't those people are not the people in music who are listened to sure and my music teacher go ahead i think to movies are the same thing applies where it's like you know, someone will be at like whatever Cannes Music Festival, right? And have like an exceptional like like critics would be like, wow, this is critically acclaimed, great. But then like a dumb like rock and uh Kevin Hart movie will sell like, you know, right a few hundred million dollars. Like But it's not even like that. Like people don't even know the names of the most innovative musicians because sure, it's sure. not even remotely but palatable. Same, like critics don't even the, know that shit. Yeah. What I'm telling you, like it's not even close to movies. Like, yeah, like a movie that could like debut at con or whatever like you know the the film world of like critics and culture will be like that's amazing that's not happening in music like it's not even like people are like 
oh yeah like this indie artist from brooklyn like okay harmonically nothing amazing rhythmically nothing amazing and it's not because they're not good it's just like what's popular is popular for reasons that's not technical like there's an incredible emotional depth to the music which is kind of like an intangible anyway this is a tangent that we could talk about forever the point is yeah you don't have to be the most amazing thing ever to get you know an audience in music especially sure. That was a, when did we a start this pod? Yeah. Uh, we have like 10, 15 minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. It's about right. creative work and the process. And uh, yeah. So let's see what else we got here. We got uh, how to reconcile Lindy with Deutsch's description of evolution. That's too deep. Let's, let's do that next episode. Um, this one's like pretty interesting, the game plan of how to figure out, uh, figure out whatever life throws at you. So I read this book like in high school and then rereading it now. And it's like similar to the incognito thing. Like you just need to like, uh, it has an expiration date on how long it'll like live in your brain, mm -hmm. but it's the Dale Carnegie, like how not to worry book. And have you... You read it or no? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah, and just like, I think that you know the the quote, whatever. It's like it's like, let me not worry. Like, let me not worry about things I can't control. The let serenity control. Prayer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me control the things that, uh, if I have control over it, let me be able to change it and give me the wisdom to like to, to see right. between the two. And I don't know. I just thought part of the one part of the book. It's just like. Take whatever problem you have or something you're worried about and write down like, and I know this is like common, whatever, but like write yeah. down the worst thing that can happen and just like come to peace with it. Be like, okay, this is like mm -hmm. potentially the worst thing that can happen. Be okay with like the worst thing happening. And then realizing like, okay, like what can I do about this problem, right? To mitigate that happening and you just write them down and then just execute on the things that you can do. And like mm -hmm. you're coming to peace to with the worst case, which is like, okay, this is something I can't change. Great. That's right. I just gotta fuck and live with it. If there is something you can do, there's nothing, nothing more important you should be working on than working on those things to change it. Right. And I just think it's like a lot of it's like, yeah, no shit advice or whatever. But I think like actually doing it, writing it down, doing these things, like is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you define what you're worried about and like take something that's like vague and scary and like overwhelming and you define it and also formulate a game plan. Yeah. Almost everything becomes like very manageable. Um, so I don't know. I've found it to be just like a great thing. To yeah. Apply to I agree. And I think, you know, Tim Ferriss's uh, fear setting exercise is a good manifestation of that principle. Like, it, it, I think the important thing, like you said, is actually writing it down in, you know, just doing it explicitly. Maybe you do it with a coach, so just someone else like going through like, okay, what's the actual thing you're scared about? I think, uh, I don't know. It's not, I don't think it's a coincidence that so many of these successful people who go on podcasts, like actually talk about fear management and understanding fear as an important principle. Because it's real. Everyone feels it. It's just like you got to just like fucking deal with it. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I literally even like, yeah, like he's like Elon, everyone you can imagine is like dealing with this. And it's just like finding a way to deal with it, cope with it. And move forward. Facts. Yeah. So I, I love the exercise and I love the, the, the principle, like, like actually, did you ever read that book? Um, a Stoic's Guide to the Good Life. I think so. Is it almost like the, some, like the statue on the front? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Ryan Holiday recommends that book. Pretty good book. But one of the things... It was in like, it, oh yeah. it's, it's a good book. But one of the things in it that I really like that, like, yeah, everyone talks about who talks about stoicism is, like, negative visualization. Like, what is the... Like, explicitly defining what is the situation I'm scared of. And then, like you said... Carnegie talks about it. Tim Ferriss talks about it. Like, what can be done about this situation? Sure. Like, what do I have the personal power to actually do? Like, if you're afraid of war, 
there's not really much you can do but then it's like okay i'm afraid of war why because i don't want to die blah blah okay like are you in good shape are you strong do you know how to defend yourself like there's so many things we can do and you don't get the idea to do that until you explicitly like figure out like what is the thing i'm actually fucking exactly. scared of exactly you know you know what i found was really like one of the things from the santa careers like that trip day was like i know many people talk about this but like fear of death and like really like realizing like the absurdness of life is like made things so free it's like oh the worst case is like oh you die and it's like okay that's actually not that big know. of a deal i don't know at least I, for me i'm it's pretty like, afraid it's, of death bro <laughs> i mean in times i'm like but at the, at the same time like i'm like this is going to happen yeah to like two everyone who's existed is like died yeah and three is just like great like if that happens like let's say i'm i'm scared of i don't know uh going to times square for like a terrorist sex something like that it's like right. if this happens like i'm not even gonna realize it happened you know it's just like yeah and maybe it's like too simplistic or whatever but like, i don't think so i find it's freeing just to be like realistically like the word first case is like an expedited and to something that's going to end it but and yeah. that's also relatively like a fraction of a, a second sometimes i think about living in new york like if we do go to war like what if we just get fucking nuked like if i was a uh, if i was an enemy um to of america i would nuke new york if it came to that <laughs> so I, like, but but the thing like you know people you ever watch these videos like people have like four years worth of food they have like beans and pasta and yeah. rice and all this shit. tim like, is I'm that like, guy i'm Yo. just like bro if this shit happens i don't want to fucking be around like if there's like only if it's like no if i want to like i want to i want to go into the apocalypse no nah, I, I don't want to see i don't give a fuck like just count me out like i don't give a shit like unless like nah bro it just I sounds go the apocalypse it sounds brutal but it also sounds like fun i don't know <laughs> Like I watch all those like zombie movies and I'm like, yo, I could make it. Like I could, I could finesse. I just am like, if if it's me in the middle, like if I can't live in the city and I got, I'm like moving to like, like, like Ohio or something like that to avoid a nuclear attack, and then I'm like stockpiling all this shit. Like I don't want to deal with that shit. I'm gonna live here. If we get nuked, we get nuked. Call it quits. You know, oh yeah, it's a nice life. The, the nuke thing, dying from a nuke is like my least like thing i'm afraid of because it would happen so fast i feel like your nervous system would not even register it maybe i'm what? wrong and you feel the most exquisite pain for like a tenth of a fucking tenth of a second even then who cares like i think about like a zombie apocalypse though or like let's just say we go like complete i don't know there's this movie some it's it's the second cloverfield movie like 11 cloverfield lane basically this guy has a bunker in like ohio like you said where he has stockpiles for like 10 years. I feel like I could survive that life. Like I could live underground. I don't want to though. Like what's the nah, if I have a nice crib and I have electricity and I have music and shit. But, electric, but bro, like for what? No one, everyone else is dead. Like, like no. you're going to be eating fucking rice and beans for four, four years. Like no one's around. Yeah. But like, like what if you do out. make it? I'm not, are you going to kill yourself? Like, what are you going to do? I'm not going to kill myself. I mean, it depends on how many people, right? Like, if it's like, okay, we have a reasonable amount of people, we can like restart society, like, sure. But like, otherwise, like, who gives a shit? Like, I probably just like fall out for a bit. I don't know, maybe go surfing or some shit. Like, and then get eaten by zombies? Bro, zombies aren't even in the question. Like, I'm talking right. like, like nuclear war, like, like realistic shit. Like, don't, don't count it out, bro. Yo, have zombies? you seen Train to Busan? Executive order, you have to watch that movie. Train to Busan, executive order. I don't give a fuck. You have to watch it. Oh, it's a that zombie movie. zombie movie? It's a it's a South Korean zombie movie that in my opinion, the best zombie movie there is. Interesting. I use it zombie like I mean I guess I am legendary. Executive like, order. Yeah. Executive order. Just take my word for it. Five. I'm it's sure it's five. good. I'm sure it's good. It's a five. No, 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 no. We have to we have to respect each other's fives. You gotta do it. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well that could be our, our title is something about apocalypse is like um, 
what else do we got? We got like, let's do a few more minutes and then we'll, we'll wrap up with like a question or two and call it a, Let's see what's on this list. Um, talked about that. This one, I guess the last one, I feel like we covered most things. Right? We covered everything else, I feel like. Yeah, shocking the muscle. Yeah, yeah. So this was like <clears throat> another Arnold interview, and he was just like talking about how he like shocked his muscles. Let's say he's used to like after two weeks, like he does like warm up set, then he goes up like a plate, another plate, another plate, right? And he like works out. And he's like, he's like, the next week, I check, or the next, next time I shock my muscles, he goes, I start out with like the heaviest, like no warm up, just the heaviest weight possible. Yeah. And do like drop sets from there. And then yeah. he's like, after that, he's like, changes up his complete workout. Yeah. And like, that's how he would get growth and keep the gym interesting right. and everything. But I think that's a good thing to apply to life. Like do the same things, but just in like wildly different ways to keep things interesting. Yeah. Um, Charles Poliquin said that the, at 90%, I don't know what he, the majority of people adapt to a workout every six workouts. So you should be varying your workout every six workouts. Right. Like if you're doing strength, go to hypertrophy. If you're doing hypertrophy, do power, like change up your reps, load sure. all this stuff, rest. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But just apply it to life though, too. Important. Like we get mm -hmm. so used to like, I don't know, even applying it to work, right? Like right. I do this approach to solving a problem. Like how about if I just like completely change mm -hmm. how I like approach the problem or like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's like an interesting thing is like things you do most frequently, you get into this, like you get complacent with things. So like, how do we just completely turn things on our head or even like relationship like, stuff, right? We usually go out to dinner. Like, okay, what about this time? Like, we cooked dinner. I don't know, like, whatever, cook dinner, go like fucking spearfishing or fishing, and then like cook. I don't know, right. like just completely like throw things in a wrench just once in a while. I feel like it's just, I don't know, it, it keeps things engaged. But I agree. Yeah, for workouts, I agree. I'm out of juice, bro. Yeah. Let's call it. That was a good, good, good episode. Good, hour, good fun. Yeah. Good fun episode midday. Uh, I know we ripped on. Uh, creative flow for, for a bit but facts all right to all our fans we love you we Much miss love. you get, go get Steve korean barbecue and watch watch zombie movies yo watch okay i have to say bro you need to you need to read uh beginning of infinity again like you actually need to it needs to jump your priority list like you need to get not audiobook get the fucking hard copy buy it used and just read it it's, I'm telling you, bro, it is top five books I've ever read. But it doesn't, for me, it hasn't been like I'm reading it like, oh, shit. It's been like I read it, and then I'm going through life, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it, Things it, play. it yeah. seeps. Yeah, it's like the fundamental. It's like covering the fundamental. It's just so All right. beast. Thanks. All right, All right. everyone. Much love to talk all. to you soon. Peace. 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 Stop recording. Stop.